welcome to the first ever episode of Oh Sweet Music. Very exciting. I'm your host, Sophie Anderson, and this is the new music podcast where every Wednesday I'll be delving into a song inspired by an event in music history that occurred on the day the podcast is released. Um, so that sounds a lot more complicated than it actually is. And all will be, you know, explained and become clear. But before we get there, I think you all need to get your flares on, your sequins on, because today we're travelling back in time to 1979, where on this day, the 15th of February, 1979, of course, um, the Queen of Disco, Donna Summer, won the Grammy for the best R&B vocal performance and the writer of the song that I'm about to reveal won the Grammy for the best R&B song. So unsurprisingly, today's episode will be delving into that song, which in my humble opinion is one of the best and recognisable, most recognisable songs of the disco era. So that song is, you know, drumroll please, imaginary drumroll please, Last Dance by Donna Summer. And if I was rich, this is where the chorus of Donna Summer's Last Dance would blast through your headphones, earphones, speakers, whatever you're listening to our podcast on. But unfortunately, I'm not rich, so it does feel a bit anticlimactic. Um, And I am worried about having, you know, all of my future podcasts removed from all platforms. So unfortunately, I won't be playing the song or the songs that I focus on during the podcast um, in the future. But, you know, we can all take take part in a wee bit of teamwork here you could pause the podcast go listen to the song as long as you promise to come back and listen to the rest um or maybe the podcast episodes will inspire you to you know listen to the song after you've finished listening um to the podcast but anyway now that we have the kind of boring legalities out of the way we can delve into our first oh sweet music episode song which is exciting um so last dance donna summer I feel like if you're having a bit of a kind of rubbish day, a bit of a down day, this is just one of those songs that you can put on and will make you feel instantly better. And I know it's kind of one of those songs for me. It's one of those songs that's just impossible to not dance to. And if you hear it, either if you're either, you know, in your room alone or you're out at a club with all of your friends, you can't not get up and dance to this song. And it actually it really reminds me of my friend Ryan. Um, it reminds me of being out with him and dancing with him and having fun. And that kind of makes it sound like he's dead. He's not dead. He's very much alive and well. Um, but we just used to always uh, dance to this song at this kind of disco night this disco club night in Glasgow uh, that was really really good fun so it has a bit of a special a bit of a special place in my heart um but on a kind of less personal note I think one of the reasons that the the song is so great is the structure of the song is quite unique in the way it begins with that kind of slow ballad and explodes into such a fun kind of disco-y chorus and just keeps building until it reaches that kind of final uplifting note Um, that Donna Summer just belts out that kind of big finish and I think in regards to the song's meaning it is quite obvious listening to the lyrics what the song is about I mean I think it's clearly about a woman kind of at the end of a a disco or a night out as we'd call it nowadays who's I mean without being too blunt like looking for someone to go home with and 
the more romantic amongst us might interpret that as a woman who's you know looking for love maybe someone who's passed on love or been unlucky in love and and is now kind of looking for someone to share her life with but when you listen to the song and with lyrics like but when I'm bad I'm so so bad or but when I'm bad I'm so so horny I mean I think it's quite hard to deny that you know the last dance if you could see me right now I'm doing like quotation marks that she's referring to is probably going to kind of happen behind closed doors after the club or the disco is finished um, or at least the last dance that she's referring to is a kind of means or route to getting there without being, you know, too explicit. But that, I mean, that's, that is what the song's about. Um, and actually in 2010, in um, Wendy's, like the American fast food company, they were giving away CDs with kids' meals. Like if you're from, if you're from the UK then, you know, when McDonald's used to give away those wee kind of boy, um, those wee kind of toy boxes that used to like play play songs, kind of similar to that, which is a really nice idea, probably one of the best fast food toys um, that there was. And one of the Wendy's kind of CDs had Last Dance on it and it had to be pulled because, pulled because so many parents were complaining um, because their kid would come home with like their equivalent to a happy meal and then would be they would hear their kid listening to and dancing to the lyrics when I'm bad I'm so so horny which I personally find quite funny but I mean unless you really listened out for those lyrics I don't think you could you know it's just such a fun disco song and it is quite a racy song disguised in that kind of fun disco veil um but the song was actually written by the songwriter like I mentioned earlier Paul Jabara and it was for the 1978 movie Thank God It's Friday. So I had never actually seen this film before until I started looking into um, Last Dance the song a bit further and watched it kind of in preparation for this podcast episode. So Donna Summer is actually in the film and it was her first major role in a motion picture and to be honest the film doesn't have much much of a plot. It's basically just kind of about these groups of different people running about a nightclub um, just, you know, their own circumstances and a nightclub in the 70s. But it is really, really fun. I mean, I read that it was pretty rubbish and I was kind of like, oh, when I went to watch it, thinking, oh, this is a bit of a slog. But it's just so light. It's so stupid, but it's so light and fun. And, you know, the outfits are great. The music's great. And it is actually really, I, well, I found it really funny. Um, like some of the plots are like this married couple, the wife is looking to kind of have more fun and go out more and the husband's really uptight and doesn't want her going out and, or, you know, dressing, like she had a low cut dress on and he was really annoyed, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not like serious or it's all just really stupid and funny. And, um, through circumstances that I won't go into, the wife ends up kind of whisked away by the nightclub manager who's played by young Jeff Goldblum and, the husband is spiked by this kind of really alternative, crazy 70s woman. Um, it's really funny. And there's two like young girls who managed to sneak into the club. And Donna Summer plays this aspiring musician, Nicole, who's trying to convince the DJ um, at this kind of trendy 70s nightclub to let her sing. And obviously he's saying no. And then at the end of the film, she gets her chance and performs Last Dance. Um, it is a really, you know, stupid film. It's not it's not going to change your life but it is really fun and I found it really funny personally and I mean Donna Summer isn't the best actress in the world but 
if she was as good an actress as she was, you know, a, a musical artist, then it wouldn't be fair on the rest of us. So, you know, fair enough. <laughs> um, but it is it is fun in her performance and it is is great. And the Commodores are also featured and they perform a song. So I would recommend it, especially like it would be a good film to kind of watch with friends and have a laugh and, you know, dance about and stuff. Um, so I did really enjoy the film. Thank God it's Friday. Um, but the film didn't do very well kind of critically and uh, the song even though the film didn't do well the song was a huge hit obviously previously I mentioned the Grammys that it won um, but also won best original song at the Oscars and the Golden Globes Um, so Paul Jabara was obviously a really great songwriter he also wrote It's Raining Men for the Weather Girls so a lot of you know really camp fun disco-y music and he actually died in 1992 of AIDS complications and he was only 44 which is obviously really 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 sad and I think when discussing this song it is important to kind of shed light on him as well as Donna Summer because I mean obviously she's the voice of it and the face of it um, but he wrote the song and you know had a great contribution to disco to disco too um, and another important contributor to the song and to even disco in gen- general was the producer, Giorgio Moroder. So he produced some other Donna Summer songs as well. So he produced things like Bad Girls and Love to Love You Baby. And to be honest, Love to Love You Baby is my favourite Donna Summer song and possibly, actually I think definitely, my favourite disco song ever and I really do want to do a podcast episode on that song um, at some point but anyway I can't digress too much because if I could I would go into that and just you know go on a hundred tangents but back to Last Dance by Donna Summer Um, so Giorgio Moroder the producer didn't really like the song um, and he didn't want Donna Summer to sing in the kind of full belty vocal style she does but Donna Summer insisted that she did and obviously it worked really well because it came became a kind of disco classic um, and it did allow her to show her kind of powerhouse vocals in her range and in her previous songs like I Feel Love or Love to Love You Baby that Giorgio Moroder produced um, the production is more the kind of focus to the song and they drive Donna Summer's vo- vocals which is kind of less passionate a bit more breathy I mean, still amazing, but just different. Um, whereas in Last Dance, Donna Summer's vocals are what kind of drives the song. Um, and the producer didn't really like that. And I mean, maybe it's because he wanted to be a bit more self-indulgent and wanted his production to be the focus of the song. Um, or maybe, you know, he just preferred that style. And I don't think it's to say that one style is better than the other. I think there is space for both and it just depends what's best to for the particular song um but it would be really cool to hear last dance as a more kind of electronic disco song like something like i feel love that would be quite cool to hear and i'm sure it exists out there in the the realm of music somewhere um and if it doesn't then someone should create it not me because i'm not talented enough to create it but someone someone else should someone that can do it well um but the song went to number five in the u.s and kind of provoked a long string of hits for Donna Summer although her songs were never as big in the UK um, and Last Dance only reached number 51 in the UK so I mean obviously we're just kind of miserable bastards who don't enjoy fun disco music um, 
But I mean, obviously, disco became a global phenomenon, and Donna Summer was such a key figure in kind of making that happen. And I, people call her the queen of disco, and I, I do think she is, and I do think that's true. She is one of the main people that I think of when you think of disco music. Um, and she actually, she only died in 2012, and I, I always say that, and I feel like 2012 was, you know, two maximum five years ago, but it was over over 10 years ago, which is insane. Um, but she was only 63, which is really young and really sad. Um, she died of lung cancer, which this I find this absolutely insane. So she was a long-time non-smoker, and apparently, I mean, don't fact-check me on this because I'm not 100% that it's true, and... I don't know how much proof um, there is on this, but I read a bit about it and apparently the cancer was caused by inhaling toxic fumes and dust from 9-11 because she lived near the location of the attacks. And apparently this was a thing that affected countless people in New York at the time um, because of like the asbestos contaminated dust. And that's just, that, that is wild um, and obviously incredibly sad. Um but yeah, I didn't really mean to end this episode on such a downer. So I might have to go and listen to Last Dance now to to cheer me up. Um, maybe maybe that's that's good inspiration. So now that I've kind of depressed you all, go and listen listen to the song and have a dance about your room to cheer you up again. Um, but I absolutely love the song. It's definitely up there with one of my favourite disco songs. Um, and I thought it was a good a good choice given um, it was inspired by an event that occurred today for our first episode. Um, But anyway, yeah, I hope you did enjoy our first episode here at Oh Sweet Music. I'll be here every Wednesday to chat about a song, just to remind you that I've inspired, um, no, not that I've inspired, that I've chosen inspired by an event in music history that occurred on the date the podcast is released. So tune in next Wednesday. Um, I'll be delving into a song inspired by the death of a very famous figure in the New York and um, the New York art and music world. So that's a wee hint. I think at the end of every episode, I'm going to give you a wee hint about what the next episode is about. But that's all you're getting for now. Um, and you'll have to tune in next week to find out what the song is. But as always... Um, I don't really know why I'm saying as always. This is the first episode, but this will be as always. Um, if you have any feedback for the episode or any requests for any songs, genres, eras, artists, bands that you want me to cover on the podcast, then just send us a wee email at osweetmusicrequests at hotmail.com. That's osweetmusicrequests at hotmail.com, all lowercase, no exclamation mark. And um, you can also drop us a wee message on Instagram at Oh Sweet Music Podcast. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Oh Sweet Music. And um, this means that you can get involved in our with our podcasts every week. And this is the last thing, I promise. Um, but if you've got a spare wee minute or two, then give us a review on whatever you listen to your podcasts. And this just, you know, lets other people who might be interested know that we're here. But thank you so much for listening. Um, have a lovely day, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. To the people, if you keep in line, then you'll keep yourself right. Everybody ready? Ah!